Welcome to the School of Healing. I'm your host and guide, Dominice Clifton, the founder of Move and Still and a trauma-informed employee well-being consultant and stress management expert. This podcast is for working professionals and entrepreneurs that are seeking a new way. For years, you've dedicated yourself to serving your community, but you still find yourself burned out, unfulfilled, and questioning the deeper meaning behind life. The School of Healing is designed to help you reduce stress and burnout so that you feel more aligned and fulfilled in your personal and professional life. Each episode is created to help you shed, decondition, and release all of the behaviors and patterns that are keeping you from prioritizing yourself. This journey is about remembering. The moment you decide to own your power and stand in the knowingness of who you are, you empower other people to do the same. Life is meant to be full. I am so glad you answered your soul's calling and I am so glad you are here. Now let's grow and evolve together so that we make the most out of this beautiful lifetime. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the School of Healing podcast. I am really um, grateful is the word that's coming to me right now. Grateful to be back behind the microphone. And I only do solo episodes when I feel like there's something like when I feel inspired to do so. Um, I used to like plan them and do all the things, but Y'all know the cadence of these podcast episodes has shifted um, over the last couple of months because I don't have the help that I used to have right now. But I do, like I said on a a couple of episodes before, I do want to still keep this going um, just at a pace that's more sustainable for me. So I don't put the pressure on myself that I used to put on myself to like put them out every week. It's like I'm committed to this thing, but my level of commitment looks different because I'm managing a lot. And so... I said all that to say that I typically only jump on for a solo episode when I feel inspired to do so. Um, And so I'm sitting here on my couch, which is not my usual recording place, but I I literally just like went upstairs, popped my microphone into my computer. Well, went upstairs to grab my microphone, came back down and popped it into my computer and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just freestyle this. I'm not editing any of this. And so whatever y'all get is what y'all gonna get. Um... I'm I'm just working more on authenticity and not perfection. Um, and so it's important for me to, as much as possible in like these episodes, not focus so much on being perfect because I'm healing from that. And so with that, before I jump into the episode, I do just want to say that I have a timer set. It's about eight minutes left on it. I had a 10 minute timer set because I'm cooking some beans. And so uh, once my beans, once my timer goes off, I'm going to pause this, go turn my beans down so they can simmer and then come back. So y'all will hear my timer go off in the background. I'm not editing that out either. But anyway, let's jump in. So I don't want to make this a long episode, but I felt to, um, I felt compelled to record this because I've just had some interesting conversations today and things that have happened to people around me that just like made me go like, yo, we really have a problem. Um, we as in like society. So today was interesting. Um, I'm recording this on a Saturday. I have no idea when I'll actually share it with the world. 
Um, but I got up this morning and I went jogging. No, that's a lie. I walked. <laughs> I walked to uh, Morgan State because I live relatively close. I'm in Baltimore. I walked to Morgan State's campus to their football field and I ran the stairs up and down for 30 minutes. Now, I usually go to the, the uh, gym in the morning and do the Stairmaster. So I do. I'm used to doing like 25 or 30 minutes of cardio on the Stairmaster. But I was like, I'm gonna get outside today. The weather is nice. It rained, you know, it's like 70 degrees. I'm gonna go run the Stairmaster. Um, that shit took me out. <laughs> so I, I can't figure out if like the later exhaustion was because of me running the Stairmaster that morning or it came from, or it could have been a combination of both, honestly. So I'm not sure if, cause I sweat, I sweat it outside more than I generally sweat at the gym and it takes a lot for me to sweat so like I lost more fluids this morning for sure than I'm used to so I don't know if that was a part of like my exhaustion and just like my body feeling so like depleted energetically but I also um and I'm not going to talk about it in this episode but I might do another episode at some point once I finish processing and talk about it I had my first uh past life regression meditation today and essentially what that is for anyone that is not familiar um So I'm a deep believer in the fact that we have lived and will continue to live multiple lives. I don't believe that when we die, like that's it. Um, A lot of religions kind of teach us that, you know, it's just like once you die, you go to heaven or hell, that's it. I don't believe in that shit at all. Um, I believe in reincarnation. I believe that our souls have lived and will continue to live multiple lives. Um, sometimes in multiple or oftentimes in multiple um, like universes at one time. So we might be on earth right now, but then in another lifetime, we might be somewhere else. I've been doing a lot of like learning and um, just, you know, uh, getting a better understanding of that. And I completely believe that. And so a past life regression, you would have to believe that to, to be interested in this is when you basically get uh, go back, you're guided back to um, past lives to understand like things that happened or how you showed up or like what relationships you had in that life, life, those lifetimes, what experiences you had in those lifetimes and how those experiences might be impacting you in this lifetime. So like, you know, what karmic, uh, lessons you might have come back to this lifetime to resolve, balance out what relationships that you have with people in a different lifetime that might still be in your life now. And when I say that, it means that like, so again, this is my, well, this is, this is what I believe. Um, I think we all have soul groups and a soul group is like a group of people who are committed to journeying with you throughout various lifetimes and you're committed to journeying with them for your growth and evolution. And so the souls in your soul group, they don't have a gender, like as a soul, we don't have a gender. Um, but when we occupy bodies, we can choose if we want to be women, men, you know, now we got a lot of other like genders and, um, and ways that we identify, but we can, we don't like in past lives, I saw myself as, as a, a white male in England. Uh, and then another past life, I saw myself as a, a young girl in China. And so like we get to morph and be different things. Um, so I did that today. I'm not about to go into all of that, but I did that today. And I don't know if that was the, the drainer of the energy. So once I got home from, um, once I drove, that was like an hour drive to get to the woman who did that. Once I drove back from that, I was like so tired while I was driving. It was raining. There was traffic. Like everything was just moving so slow. I was like, oh my God, God, please let me make it home safe because I was literally like at some points like dozing, um, which is not safe. It did not feel good. So thankfully I made it home safe, but I took a good late evening nap, Um, you know, turned my phone on, do not disturb, silenced it and took a good nap. And when I woke up, I had like 20 messages. I'm, I'm one of those people that like check my messages because seeing the 
unread number like overwhelms me. My email is not that way, but my texts are that way. And so woke up to like 20 messages and I was like, hmm, that's odd. But what was interesting is that I woke up to multiple messages from two different friends and they were both just having like, they were both dealing with a lot of like life overwhelm. I'm not going to go into all the details just to protect and honor their privacy, but I'll give like a very high like overview and how that led to this podcast recording. So my one friend, um, is having some marital challenges. Um, she, they have children and, you know, like with, for anyone who has, uh, young children in this mirror, you can probably relate to, even if it's not your story, your truth at this point, you can probably relate to at some point, um, having felt strain on your marriage, um, because of children, like young children, you know, especially, um, when you have multiple and they're close together, like they place a strain on your marriage. Like it's a lot when you're trying to balance that and like live your life and also just like be a human and show up and do the things that you need to do for yourself and your, you know, your self growth, your self care. And so they have multiple children and, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for her. It's overwhelming from her partner. And like, you know, some of the ways that um, uh, people deal with their overwhelm, it looks different from person to person, right? Like some people might check out, some people might um, get angry, some people might, um, you know, uh, turn to substances or binge, you know, emotionally eat. Like we all cope with life, with life's stress differently. Um, But there are challenges in the marriage um, and specifically, I would say with like how they are coping and how they like are are disagreeing with the ways in which they cope and react to things. So I'm going to leave that at that. But, um, you know, she, my friend is feeling like she's at like that point of like, okay, this is too much, you know, and like her partner is feeling like this is too much and they have very young children. Um, and so then I like, you know, uh, text my friend back to catch up on that conversation. And then I go into another text thread with another friend and she was basically telling me how she had been riding in the car with her two children and her partner and her children are also young children. Um, when I say young children, I'm talking about like under the age of 10 years old. Um, and both of these like friends have children, multiple children under the age of 10 years old. And so they were riding in the car to go, I think to a restaurant or something. And her children were like in the back, just making so much noise. And it was overwhelming for her, like, I guess, overstimulation. And she like turned on like, uh, kind of like brown noise, like soothing, kind of like relaxing stress relief noise and kind of just checked out and started like rocking back and forth to calm herself down and also started crying. And, Um, her partner saw that she was crying and decided to like turn around to drop her off and then to take the children so that she could have some time alone. And, um, you know, she was just talking about how she grew up an only child, which I can relate to. And for anyone who did grow up an only child and maybe has children now, you might also relate to this, but like, I didn't grow up in a big house with a lot of like a big family and a lot of children and a lot of noise. And so it is sometimes hard for me as a parent, um, to manage like the noise, it's hard for me to manage the noise that sometimes comes or oftentimes comes with parenthood. Like sometimes it can be just like mentally overwhelming for me. Whereas I think where if you would have grown up with multiple siblings in the house, you know, three, four, five siblings, you are probably used to that shit because it's been your your lived experience. But so she and I relate in that way. We're like, sometimes it gets to be too much, especially when um, you are, you know, like an adult, like we're balancing and thinking about multiple things at a time. And then you have children just in the background, just like making all this noise or calling you, you know, trying to get your attention and you're trying to figure out how I'm about to do whatever X thing you need to do. Um, so she had one of those moments. All right, my alarm clock went off. So I'm about to pause for a second. I'll be right back.
If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Oftentimes, we find that we have goals, but struggle with execution. Maybe you want to live healthier, but you have never put a plan in place, so you never reach your goals. Or maybe you dream of entrepreneurship and freedom, but you can never find the time necessary to execute your goals. Time keeps moving, and you stay busy, and then you look up, and you've spent yet another year living a life that you don't truly desire. We're only getting older, friend. A goal without a plan is just a wish. It's time to stop wishing and start executing your goals, sis. Whether you have a personal goal, like living a more balanced and fulfilling life, or a professional goal, like starting your side hustle and mapping out your transition plan, I'm here to guide you. We'll spend the next six months working side by side to map out and execute your customized action plan. You'll be able to define success on your own terms so you can hop off the hamster wheel of comparison. Own lane, own race, own pace. And the best part? You'll have ongoing accountability and support from me, so no more inaction or being held back by fear. Living the life of your dreams and choosing the path that sets your soul on fire requires clarity on your goals, facing your fears head on, and then executing on the plan. With me as your guide and God by our side, we must win. So if you're ready to take the next step to elevate your life, click the link in the show notes to schedule your free discovery call so that we can chat. Remember, you don't have to have the how figured out. You just have to have the courage to start. The universe will take care of the rest. All right, I'm back. Um, My beans smell really good too, y'all. For beans lovers, you would probably, bean lovers, you'll probably appreciate that. Um, I'm making pinto beans in case you're wondering, but no one is probably wondering. Um, And so, yeah, so, you know, so she was just talking about like how, I guess, mentally stimulated and overwhelmed she felt. Um, So her partner dropped her off and took the children and gave her some time to just like, you know, ground, uh, calm down, be by herself for a bit. And so we were just texting back and forth. And I don't even know how we got on the subject of it. But the conversation I shared with her, like, wow, I had just been texting another friend that's also dealing with a lot of like overwhelm and, you know, has young children. And like, it's just so crazy that y'all are living completely different lives. But like your your challenges and struggles, you know, look very similar. And I'm like millennials like we are fucking overwhelmed you know it's like I I listen to podcasts a lot where they're talking about this like moms you know I listen to a lot of like podcasts with women or moms and they're talking about just how overwhelmed they are with trying to balance all the things and usually as moms y'all can probably relate to this it's like even when your partner tries to help and I'm not saying that this is true for all men you know men partners specifically um this is not necessarily too uh, true for same gender uh marriages But when you're in a heterosexual relationship, oftentimes as the woman, uh, you can be carrying a lot more of the load. And then when your partner does step in to help, again, not not all the time. I recognize that, y'all. I'm not grouping us all into the same category because it is some very competent men in the world. And I want to shout them out and acknowledge them. But a lot of times, like when the when the partner, the male partner steps in, it's like you're still having to do so much to like help and prepare. Like if you're going away for a day, you got to make sure that all the things are in order. If you're going out with your girls, you got to make sure that everything is set. Right. Like the partner just needs oftentimes needs a lot more help. And so it's like even when 
even when you are getting, uh, I'm doing air quotes, a break, like you still have, a, there's still a lot of like mental capacity that goes into preparing for that. So like we hold a lot as women. Um, and, and just in general, like I don't want to make this like just about women because actually with both of these friends, we have, we talk about often just how their partners are dealing with, their male partners are dealing with their level of overwhelm too. And like the, the overall consensus is like everybody, no one is okay. Um, if you are one of the okay people and you're listening to this, uh, I'm going to just give you a high five. I'm going to like give you a round of applause and congratulate you. But for most of us, like we are having a hard fucking time and a part of, I think, right? Like a part of why we're having such a hard time is that like as millennials, we're dealing with so much more pressure than past generations were dealing with. And it's because it's like self-imposed pressure that we've put on ourselves to keep up with the pace of the world and what we're seeing on social media. And so that is the conclusion that I came to because it's like, Our parents did have a lot of shit. And depending on what generation your parents grew up in, they might have been, you know, they might have been like really growing up in the in the civil rights movement or even before that and dealing with Jim Crow and all of these things like there was definitely struggles and oppression and all of those things. I don't want to make it like we are the first generation to be having a hard time like their their challenges and struggles look different. But life was just a lot simpler. Right. Like no one can argue that like the the things that. Uh, families were doing back in the day compared to what we're doing now just look very different. Like houses were smaller. You know, a lot of families had one car or no car. Expenses were very different. Like life was just a lot simpler. They didn't have all of these multiple cars and big homes and electronics that, you know, the children needed. And and like just, you know, traveling that maybe they did travel, but if they did, it was a lot less. It probably was somewhere in the country versus like these international trips that we all feel like we got to take now. And maybe they didn't travel at all. You know, like there are a lot of people who never fucking travel. And those are things that they got to do as adults. And so it's like when you think about the level of pressure that we are dealing with as millennials, it's like we have piled on so many more expectations for ourselves that we are working so fucking hard to maintain. And that shit is overwhelming. And so I trying to go back and find the text that I sent her now because we both were like, yep, social media kind of fucked everybody up because it's like you think about it like now, granted, as millennials and Gen Z, like that's all they have known. But as millennials up until about high school, maybe college, depending on like where you fall in the age range, um, we didn't really have any exposure to social media. Right. And so we got to experience life, what life was like when things were a bit more simple. Like we still had a lot going on, but it wasn't it wasn't nearly as much as it is now as adults. But we got to experience life before social media. So we know what that feels like. Right. Like we know what it feels like to just be connected with the people that are at your school or in your neighborhood. Um, You know, maybe your church or your uh, faith, faith environment. That was it. Like that was pretty much it. Um, You might have journeyed outside of that a little bit and did things in your city, but like that was the extent of it for the most part as we were growing up. And now as adults, right, like we have millions of people, access to millions of people's lives in our in our pocket, like just by just by the click of a a thumb, you know, we have access to millions of people's lives, international lives. So not just in this country or in our state, but it's like you're seeing people's lives all across the world. And you're constantly looking at people's highlights reel because no, a lot of people, not no one, but most of us, we're, we're posting our highlight reels and our happy moments. We're not really showing the real and the raw, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And so you're seeing people's like 
top of the mountain and you're feeling like, oh, I'm at the bottom. Now I got to like run up the, you know, run up to get to, to meet up with them. And the sad thing about it, like when you think about mental health for this younger generation, so like Gen Z, which is like the generation under millennials, they are struggling even harder than us because they literally have grown up in social media in the age of social media. And it's all that they know. And like that is beautiful in some ways because they're so like technologically advanced and they're really good with all of those things. And like, they're fucking millionaire YouTubers at like 21, not all of them, right? Like a very small percentage of them or like social media influencers and making all this money. But the overall consensus is that like kids are having a hard time mentally. Like if you remember what it was like to be a middle schooler, like how for most of us, right? Like how awful that experience was. Imagine being a middle schooler and having access to social media, right? Like and having access to not just comparing yourself and your body image because like middle school is a time where you're kind of coming into your body and things are changing. You're dealing with acne a lot of times. Shit is getting awkward. Your body's changing. Things are coming from nowhere or they're getting bigger, or, you know, maybe you're not growing at the pace of the people around you. And so you're dealing with like the, the self-esteem uh, issues that come with that. Like imagine that same setting, but like now you're comparing yourself to the world, not just the, your friends in your school or the people in your school or your neighborhood. It's like you're, you're seeing the, 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 the Instagram influencers and models and, you know, everyone's getting their bodies done like no one. And listen, I'm not judging. But no one is really real anymore. Like the world is so inauthentic now. And so imagine as a child, a middle schooler or a high schooler, even like comparing yourself to that and feeling like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me because look how great and perfect these people look. And trying to live up to that, like as a child or as a young adult, you know, as a teenager. So like they are also struggling and having a really hard time. But millennials are struggling because. We got social media and we got a lot of responsibilities like the gen, the Gen Zers for the most part are not at the space yet where they are like married or in committed relationships and have children, multiple children like they're not there yet. Um, not to say that their challenges and problems are not real. It's just that we're dealing with a different level of, of challenges and problems like millennials are like the middle aged ad- adults now. And saying that out loud, like, makes me uh, cringe also for anyone else that cringed. But, like, we are. Like, we are literally um, middle-aged adults in our 30s and, like, early 40s, I think. Um, And so, you know, like, we, a lot of us are balancing children that are young or maybe, like, kind of like that mid-child age, 10 to tween, that sort of thing. And it's hard. And so my friend and I were talking about just like the simplicity of what life used to be like, you know, let's just say back in the 50s and 60s, where instead of being a businesswoman or a career woman or a career professional and getting all these degrees and things like you were just cleaning someone's house, you know, <laughs> and not that like we would want to go back to that time. Um, but life was a lot simpler. Like you woke up, you went to so and so's house, the, you know, the white person that you took care of or you, the family that you care for a lot. of I'm speaking on like black women because y'all know we've been taking care of people forever. Um, but you let's just say the 50s, 60s, you woke up, you went to their house, you stayed there all day, you took care of the children, you cooked for the family, and then you went home and like took care of your family. And again, I'm not saying that as black women, as black people, we didn't have struggles, we weren't tired when we got home, that sort of thing. But we didn't have all of the other pressure that we have now, right? So like, even if you didn't have a lot, you weren't comparing yourself to everybody else, because most of the people in your neighborhood, that's generally what you had access to. Y'all were all living the same life. And so it wasn't a lot of feeling less than it was like, oh, we're all the same, you know, but now it's like, 
you're seeing again access to millions of people's lives and it's like even if people ain't doing okay and they just posting on social media that they are doing okay you're still feeling this level of even if you try not to it's it happens inevitably I would say for most of us you're scrolling you're seeing other people's lives and you're comparing yourself to them and instantly thinking about what you don't have what you haven't done yet and you're not feeling good enough and that's where the overwhelm comes from well actually here's where I think the overwhelm comes from so remember when back in the day we used to say we keep up, we, we're we keeping up with the Joneses or people want us to keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, that came with this own sort of like reputation of what it meant to keep up with the Joneses. That might have been a nice house, you know, a, a house in the suburbs, um, one or two cars as a family. You know, your children were well educated, that sort of thing. But like keeping up with the Joneses, like it was still simpler than what we're, the life that we're living now. Now, everybody is fucking trying to keep up with the Kardashians. It's like a different level of keeping up. Like we have we have we have put the Joneses to the side. The, the bar has been raised to a unattainable and non-sustainable level and no one can keep up you know it's like keeping up with the Kardashians like literally people are changing their bodies to look a certain way keeping up with the Kardashians we feel like we have to have a certain level of wealth or income you know um and we're 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 chasing after that um keeping up with the Kardashians we're trying to travel and be all over the world like the level of keeping up the bar is so high that like everybody is running towards it and we're all fucking exhausted um And so it's just like, and so I'm about to wrap this up. And if you're listening to any of this and relating to any of this, I don't have the answer. Honestly, I have a suggestion, which I will share at the end. I don't have the answer because as as the Western world, particularly the United States, I think we're like the fastest moving nation. Um, Let's just thank capitalism for that. Like the birth of capitalism started here. Um, But we are just. okay. got a weird message. Hope it's still going. Um. So I was just saying, like, I don't know where this cut off, but I had a message on GarageBand. But as a nation, for those that are listening to this that are the U.S., we are moving at a very fast pace. And it's just like, at what point do we all as a society wake up and say, yo, this shit is not sustainable. Like, there's no way that we can keep moving at this pace. Um, Technology has been a big influence on the pace at which we're moving. But again, like social media has been a huge part of that. And so one of the things that I was saying was, I'm trying to find the text message, is that, okay, I'm going to read it. I said, what's happening is that it's putting pressure on everyone to rush through life to achieve a certain something and piling on so much at one time to get to that something, which I put in quotes because it's like, what is the something? Um, To get to that something faster is overwhelming for people's capacities. And so to sum that up, I'm saying that like, we're seeing, we're, we're on social media, we have access to all these people's lives, we're seeing what is happening in everyone's life, but again, it's their highlight reel. People are not showing the struggles, the behind the scenes, the challenges, you know, the marital woes, like we're not, we not seeing none of that. We're seeing the perfectly posted uh, Photoshop photos of the families and, you know, the big homes and people are buying homes and like all of these things, they're traveling and we're, we're seeing the Photoshop or filtered photos, like we're seeing that. We're not seeing the behind the scenes of people like, you know, I I don't know, like maybe maxing out credit cards to travel or something didn't get paid because you're taking this trip. Like we're not seeing any of that. And so then we're thinking, damn, I got to do something to keep up with that. And what's happening again is that we're all rushing towards to it. We're all rushing to achieve a certain something who like that something is not clearly defined. Um, but it's like, because we're constantly rushing and we're trying to get to this place, we're trying to get to this certain level of achievement or success, 
everyone is overwhelmed. And when I say everyone, I mean the men, the women, the children, like we're putting pressure on the kids to do all the things. We're not present, you know, for the most part. Again, this is not everyone's story, um, but you know, like we're not present. We're, we're moving so fast that we're missing out on the things that are important because we're so focused on trying to get to whatever the hell this something is. And I asked her, I was like, yo, what? What are we working so hard for? Like, what are we working so hard for? Um, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I was just thinking as she and I were talking just about like some of the things that I'm committed to at the moment. And I'm like, what can I take off of my plate? And I have been, been doing a better job of saying no, you know, to things if they don't feel in alignment, maybe just at the moment, you know, not sometimes it's not a no, it's a not right now. So I've been doing a better job of like not overcommitting to things that don't feel like a hell. Like I'm kind of in a space of if it doesn't feel like a hell yes, it's a hell no. And so I'm thinking like, what can I, how can I simplify my life even more? Cause I think I've, I've done okay with it. Um, but it's just like, I was reflecting on that. And it's just like, maybe that's a question for everyone that's listening is like, what can you do to simplify your life a bit more or a a little bit. Um, If you are relating to this and maybe you deal with overwhelm a lot and just stress and like, you know, constant comparison or not feeling good enough or unworthiness, like all of the things that I've talked about today, it's like, what can you do to take some pressure off of yourself? It's almost like if you think about a pressure cooker, like the thing about a pressure cooker is that it puts so much pressure into the pot so that it can cook at a high rate. But it's just like, yo, we all in the pressure cooker and everyone is wanting to explode the men are not okay. The partners, the husbands are not okay. I've talked to multiple, you know, friends who are married and either the marriage is strained and people are separating, you know, um, which is my lived experience or um, they're together, but like they're unhappy and the partners, the males or the, the partners are having a really hard time coping with like managing the expectations of being the man of the house. And like, especially as black men, like that's an even more layered situation because for the most part, black men, we, they don't, not we, they don't do a great job. It's getting better. Shout out to millennials. Cause we are changing that. But in the past, historically, we have not done a great job as black males. Uh, uh, I keep saying we, like I'm, I'm a black male and I can speak for y'all. Um, just, this is just my observation. Like this is just from having conversations with, uh, other, you know, friends who are married to black men also like being married to a black man. Um, sometimes they don't do a great job of expressing their emotions. They kind of hold everything in um, to- toxic masculinity because the world tells them that they need to. And this might not just be black men, but I don't know a lot of white men. I don't know a lot of white couples. So I'm kind of, you know, just saying again, off of my lived experience. Um, but it's like they hold all this stuff in. They're expected to be, you know, strong. We're expected to be strong black women. They're expected to be the strong black man, head of the household. There's all this pressure. And it's just like, Oh, they're not okay. You know, like we are not okay. No one is okay. Um, I don't, oh, I was just talking about the pressure and how like we're just overwhelmed because we're trying to keep up with this unsustainable pace. And so I want to leave you with a question um, before I get ready to close out. Like, is there anything in your life that you can take off of your plate to simplify? Because as millennials, like, especially if you're raising a family, you're most likely working full time, right? You probably have not all the time, but if you are overachiever or go-getter, you might have some sort of side hustle, um, you know, some, 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 something on the side, a business or a side hustle that you're doing. Maybe you're trying to make more money because you need to make more money. So you're working full time. You got the side hustle. If you add kids to the mix, like I'm, this is like a, 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 a toxic stew. You add kids to the mix. There's so much pressure of just raising children, like, 
doing homework and keeping up with the expectations of trying to make sure that your kids succeed. And then we put all this pressure on them because we're putting in them in all these goddamn extracurricular activities. And we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to keep them in after school programs and, you know, extracurricular activities. And that shit is exhausting. And we're, you know, we're shuffling from place A to place B to keep up with the schedules and we're not taking care of ourselves. Um, and then, you know, you got the, the ex, the, the expectations that come from family and all the events that happen and trying to pack your weekends and say yes to all the things that happen on the weekends. There's baby showers and birthdays and all the things that we're doing. And then we're trying to travel and live these like luxurious lifestyles, which I love traveling y'all. Um, but again, like that's another layer of pressure, you know, like, and I'm not saying don't travel, but sometimes it can be, it can be pressure. Um, and I don't know, there, there are probably things outside of that, that I'm not taking care of. I got plants, I got pets. Like those are, those are things that we have to take care of. Like I'll always be feeling like what are my plants, but I love my baby. So I have to do it, but it's like, damn, like that's another responsibility. And then you got the pets, you gotta keep their asses alive. So it's all of these things. Um, so it's like, what, what can, what can I take off of my plate? Is there one less thing that I have to show up and do this week? Um, how, how, maybe it's how can I prioritize myself better in the midst of all of these things? How can I prioritize my mental health better? And this is for my guys and my girls. It's like, what do I need to be talking to a therapist? If I'm not talking to a therapist, if I am talking to my therapist, should I focus the conversation in a different direction and focus more on this pressure that I'm feeling? Um, you know, what other, uh, modalities outside of therapy are you tapping into? Cause my book talks about that whole space to heal therapy, talk therapy alone is not enough. And so just talking through the problems is not going to do anything for the stress and the overwhelm, maybe the trauma that your body is holding from your everyday lived experience. And so while talking to that therapist is great, I got a therapist too. I meet with this on Monday. Um, what else are you doing? You know, like what else are you doing? Are you doing some breath work? Are you moving your body? Are you meditating to clear your mind? You know, like some of us, for the people, like, honestly, y'all, for the people that don't do any sort of like mindfulness activities, so like whether it's meditation or just being intentional about being present in the moment, if you are not doing that on a consistent basis, I literally do not know how you're managing life because you are not ever clearing out your mind. Like meditation is kind of like a daily for me, I will say it's a daily dump. It's a daily dump and it's a daily opportunity to start anew. If I had just been going weeks, months, years without dumping, which a lot of the world, that's how y'all are living your lives. I don't know how y'all doing it because even with the daily dump, baby, I still have moments where I feel like it's too much. And I'm very intentional about my self-care, my soul care, my, you know, my practices of prioritizing myself. So if you're not doing anything, if you're not prioritizing yourself, if you ain't eating healthy, if you ain't putting good things into your body, if you're not focusing on your mindfulness and mental health, you are probably falling apart and you gotta, you gotta do better. Like this is, this is me now being like, okay, like it's time for an accountability talk. Um, because I, I literally cannot imagine what it would feel like to exist in life that way without ever having the opportunity to release. That's essentially what it is like to release. You just holding on to all of this stuff, all of this pressure, all of this overwhelm and just keeping it in your head and trying to process and work through it. And we're wondering why people are, you know, why the level of mental health challenges are what they are specifically in our society right now and why the rates of suicide are increasing and across the board especially with young people like this is real life y'all like this shit is not meant to be played with um 
So, okay, first question was, what can you do to simplify your life? The second question is, what can you do to prioritize your mental health and your overall health? Because they, the mind and body are definitely connected. Um, and then the third question is, do you need to get your ass off of social media and take a break? Um, and I laughed at that, but like, I'm dead ass serious. So I will close out by saying my suggestion for, for like this, it, for this, like this pressure is to definitely like, uh, detox your life or, uh, you know, reduce the amount of clutter in your life. But another suggestion that I have, and this is again, from my own lived experience is like, you might need to take a break from social media. Now, what the break looks like for you, it might be a day, might be 72 hours. It might be a week. It might be a couple of weeks it might be a month and whatever I don't know it's different for all of us because all of us uh utilize social media for different experiences however I think that the same way that we should be detoxing our bodies on a, a consistent basis whether it's you know quarterly twice a year whatever you should also be detoxing your mind and so detoxing your mind the same way that you got to cleanse and flush from the body you got to cleanse and flush from the mind and you cannot cleanse and flush from the mind unless you take a break from all that goddamn noise and so this is my I am currently in the midst of my second very intentional social media break. The first one that I experienced happened in at the end of 2021, and it was from December through April, I believe, of 2022. So like a good four-month uh, detox from social media. And that, I talk about it in my book. I'm not going to go into it a ton now. That was a very like uh, transformative time for me because in that moment of quiet and stillness and not all the noise from the world... I was able to heal and release so much. It was like a leaps and bounds healing because I was I was uh, going through my yoga training program. So I was doing a lot of meditation and restorative yoga and just like holding space to heal. Literally, like that is where the inspiration from the book came from. I was just holding space to heal. And all of this like trauma that my body had been storing for years and decades was coming up and it was ready to be released. But it was only able to be released because I was holding space for the opportunity for it to do so. And so... I felt called to that. Like at the time, I didn't really understand it, but I, my soul very, was very clear about sitting my ass down and I felt called to that. And I listened, you know, like we might, some of y'all might be feeling called to slow down, but you don't listen. You keep pushing through and moving and you're feeling conflicted in that way and you're having a hard time with life. I surrendered. I listened to it. I honored that voice inside of me that was telling me to be still. And it was the perfect timing because it was winter. And so even, you know, again, like I'm not about to go too deep into this, but thinking about the seasonality of life, I have in the last like two or three years, I've been very intentional about like putting myself on the same like uh, cyclical, cyclical cycle. The <laughs> I think it's cyclical, but if I'm wrong, don't judge me. Um, calendar as the as the mother nature. And so like Fall is a time to start slowing down. Winter is a time to go like really slow and really inward and really like, you know, allow yourself to reset the same way that the trees, um, you know, drop all the leaves and um, it resets and gets ready for the new season. And so that was the perfect time for me to do that. And this this nudge that I'm currently on to take a break from social media, it came earlier, like it came. What is this? It's, it's early September now that I'm recording this and. I've probably been on my social media break for about a month and a half, and I can feel that this one is going to be longer. I'm saying to myself that I'll probably go probably through the end of the year, um, but I'm also saying like, I don't know, you know, like maybe it'll be earlier that I come back. It might be longer. I don't know if I'm coming back. Like that's just kind of the space that I'm in right now. I'm like, I don't know, because the reality is that I have been much more, I have felt much more peace there's, I've been, it, life has been much more peaceful. And so there's no rush for me right now to go back to all the noise for what? Like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. 
I, I might be under a rock and I might not know what the hell is going on or the drama that is happening in life and all of those sorts of things. But there's there's no rush for me to to go back to that, you know, that level of pressure and comparison and all of the things. And so I really don't know how long I'm going to be off or if I'm going to return. If I do return, it's definitely not going to be in the same capacity that it was previously. Um, and now I know for some people listening to this, like maybe you have a business or something where you have to show up and be on social media. Um, I have the podcast and I would say like outside of the, the podcast is the one thing that I feel like I'm committed to. And so I'm, you know, I'm going to at least post one thing when I have a new episode. I might not post a lot, but I'll post one, one post and let people know that there's a new episode. Um, but that is the one thing that I feel kind of obliged to still be on social media and to share. Um, but outside of that, there's not a ton right now because I've been even in my business, like I've been intentional about praying to, to source, to the universe about wanting to build a business that doesn't rely heavily on social media. And I've told my friends about this, like there was a time for the, for the people that have been connected to me and following me for a couple of years, I would say since like 2020, y'all know there was a time where I was showing up on social media every day, multiple times a day, trying to build a coaching business. And, you know, I was contributing to all the noise and not that that was a bad thing. Cause I feel like I was putting out a, a, a positive message, but yeah, it was a lot of noise and it was a lot of pressure for me and it drained me energetically um, to, to try to sustain that level of showing up on social media. And so I slowed down, um, at the end of 2021, definitely was still showing up in 22, but it was, you know, definitely at a different pace, but 23 y'all like 23 has even been slower. And that has been because I've been praying, like, I want to build a business where I don't got to show up on social media every day. I don't want my business to have to rely on social media at all. And that's literally the space that I'm in now is where moves are being made offline and not that it's not helpful for the people that do use it for business kudos to you and some people love social media so you might be one of those people that love social media and you're like girl be quiet and that's okay because you are entitled to your feelings and your lived experience and we can agree to exist in the world and not agree on everything and that's fine and so I'm not trying to convince anyone to be on or to not be on but for the people that can relate to this and this resonates with them and you feel overwhelmed you might need to take a break is all I'm saying um again do you boo your life your choices have nothing to do with me. Um, but I am sharing this to say that like taking that break and just being intentional, regardless of how long your break or detox is, it really does something for your mind. It really does something for your, let me just say, it really does something for mind, body, and spirit. You give yourself permission to just slow down, not try to keep up with the, with the pace of life, right? You give yourself permission to tune out, to zone out from the noise and not have to be pulling on everyone's energy as you're as you're tuning into social media because that's what it is y'all when you're scrolling you're tapping into million hundreds thousands millions of people's lives on a consistent basis that's why the shit is so exhausting and you know takes a lot of energy from for most people because you are literally pulling energy from everybody's page that you're scrolling through or timeline that you're scrolling through so i'm about to wrap this up but i do want to share that and just say that the level of peace that I have been experiencing is wonderful and I love it here and I invite anyone who might need a pause to take a pause and your pause can look like whatever you want it to look like. If you don't want to take a social media break, cool, don't take a social media break. But in what other ways can you invite in pause and what are the ways can you slow down your life? Because the reality is I'm going to leave and I'm going to end with this. Social media got us all fucked up. <laughs> it got us all fucked up. Um, between social media and technology, it's just a lot. And no one is okay. You know, for the most part, again, in this country, no one is okay. 
So that is my episode for today. I'm going to wrap up there um, and not continue my rant, but I did feel feel inclined to share this message um, in hopes that it would help at least one person who's listening um, because I just found it ironic that I was having separate conversations with two different people and they were literally like different stories, but the same kind of lived experience of just like feeling overwhelmed by life. And I was like, hmm, there's something here. Um, so that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you found it helpful, if it inspires you to think at least about your life and the ways that you can slow down or, you know, detox, take a break, share this with someone who you know might need it, right? Like if you have a friend that's constantly feeling overwhelmed or friends, cause it's a lot of us share it, right? Like we, we are so used to piling so much on our plates. And for most of us, we just think like, this is it. I just got to do this. But it's like, you don't have to live like that. Again, like, what are we working towards? What are we rushing towards, right? And it's not saying that you can't have goals. Now I'm starting again, Lord. It's not, I'm, I'm flowing, y'all. It's coming through me. It's not saying that you cannot have goals and you cannot have things that you want to seek out and achieve. It's just saying, is the pace that you're running at sustainable? Sis, bro, like, can you keep up with that in the long term? And the reality, especially for people of color, is that we cannot we are, we are like, you know, the life expectancy for folks of color um, is like, what is it? It's, it's something that says like, so when, when, a, when, a, when a black, what is it? Yeah, okay, here's the thing. Black don't crack. Like we know that, we hear that all the time, but then there's this saying that says black does crack, but it cracks internally because when we die, our organs look 10 years older, right? So like if we're 50, we're dying with our organs looking like we're 60 because of the amount of pressure that we've dealt with in life and the amount of things that we've had to deal with and you know the ways that we may be neglected to take care of ourselves. And so this is real life. Like this ain't no, this ain't nothing to play around with, right? Um, so again, like if you're racing to said finish line, number one, what what is the finish? Because life is about growing, evolving, constantly like transforming. It's not about achieving a certain finish line. It's really once you get to the finish line, you're dead. And so we all rushing to get to the finish line for what? Like to die? Um, as long as you're here, there's going to be obstacles, challenges, things that you got to persevere through. And so it's like, why not slow down and enjoy this shit a little bit more? Like, why not slow down and like be more present for the journey and not be so focused on whatever said in goal is that we're working towards? Um, all right. I love y'all. I'm about to do some work, um, peaceful work, right? Like not, not too much. I've, I've had a very peaceful day and a very like self-care loving day. Um, And I'm going to leave you the same way that I leave you. I want to remind you to keep releasing, keep reconnecting, and keep remembering. Until the next time we are together again, school's out. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The School of Healing. You can check out the show notes to connect and learn more about any resources that were mentioned today. If you're on Instagram, let me know what resonated with you. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, and tag me so that we can stay connected. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, that's okay too.